You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hello and welcome back to the Screeners Podcast. I'm Daniel. This is Chad. I'm Chris. And I'm Josh. And we are so glad you're here. We have a great episode for you today. Before we dive into our content, we want to invite you, as always, to join in the conversation with us on social media. Follow us on Twitter, at ScreenersCast. Do a lot of conversation there. Go back and forth, post articles, different things. Uh, and we also, uh, you, you can check us out on Facebook. We want to see you there. So you can search the Screeners Podcast. We'd love to hear what you guys are watching, uh, what you want to hear more of from us. We just want you there. All right, so today we have a, a, a good episode. We are going to take a deep dive into Black Mirror Season 4. The latest season just hit Netflix, so we're going to talk all about it, spoilers and everything. We're so excited for that. But before we get into it, we are going to talk about our most anticipated movies of 2018. It is February 13th, 2018. We have so many great movies coming out this year. I want to hear what each of your top three most anticipated movies of 2018 are. Uh, Okay, so we're just going to kind of go around like we normally do our top three and we're going to hear them. All right, so let's start with Josh. Josh, are you excited to see anything this year? (laughs) That is, you picked such a good good starting point. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Because I, I have to say that looking forward at a whole year of releases is difficult at least i feel it's difficult unless you're like actively really keeping up with with movie release news because i can go and scan lists and look at titles and some directors but it's difficult to get a sense of the of the deep parts of the movie roster non-blockbuster non-big directors um unless you're just really in the know so i have i have a few movies that i have picked out of a lineup here but there are probably others that are shooting for maybe, as usual, a fall or Christmas type release that I'm not as uh, educated about yet. So spot three for me, I'm going to give a tie between um, Ready Player One and maybe Venom. I, I don't know Whoa. yet Whoa. Really? what to Whoa. expect All right. from Venom. I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh. I like Venom. Oh. I like the character. I like this the universe, is, but I'm a little unsure about whether that's going to be good or not. You're blowing my mind right now, yeah, Josh. Wow. I, I'm sorry I stole your number mind. one already. But Holy crap. And two and three. <laughs> sorry, that's all that matters is Venom. Two blockbusters right out the gate from Josh. I mean, I can understand Josh. Ready Player One. That's not that surprising. But my others Venom. will not be blockbusters. So this is, this is me. Yeah. Invert your lists. This Josh is, is like, I couldn't find any movie, so I have a tie at number three. That's right. <laughs> I, I can't. No, I can't <laughs> find any movies that I know more about than those, is what I'm well, saying. Those would not I, be on my list if I knew more about fall releases, I'm sure. That's that's fair. Daniel and I got into a fight over the Venom trailer. Yes. Because I actually think it looks pretty good, and I think Daniel doesn't like it. So, but yeah, the trailer I, just I, came out you. a couple days ago, and yeah. there's nothing in the trailer the trailer is just a, a few shots of people walking through New York and it's nothing a, else. It's That's it's a crazy. teaser, man. What what are you talking about? That's what it looks on. good. You get the trailer. tone. Yeah. It's a tone, tone of what? Come on, man. There's nothing what do there. You mean? 
If look, I'm all for trailers having no plot or anything. I like that's not what I'm upset about. But if you if you don't give us anything plot wise, then you need to give us something visually. The, there's no there are no interesting visuals. There was nothing about the plot, so all we're left with is just no, nothing. I mean, you wanted visual, to see the, the, the symbiote. You just you wanted yeah, them to yeah, that's everything. right. Yeah, they're I did. gonna make you wait for that. That's right. You're. Yeah. I put the gif in this conversation we had of the dog from Up that gets distracted that's by ridiculous. the squirrel because you're a millennial and you're like, that's I gotta ridiculous. see Venom or I don't <laughs> like it. No, oh, I have to see anything. There is this, there is nothing this, in the trailer. The symbiote is in this trailer though. It, it is. It no, is it's prominent. Not. Yes, it is. What are you talking about? It's in the back hey. of a truck. It's prominently featured. The bad guy is looking at the symbiote. What are you talking about? It is prominently featured in this trailer. He wants to see him fully suited up, okay? <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, we're moving on. Good pick, Josh. Thank you. Uh, it could be a good movie. I'm not saying it's necessarily bad. I just don't think it was a very good trailer. So, anyway. It's, be- it's better than the Avengers uh, Infinity War trailer still. Mm-hmm. So. All right, let's stop the madness. Move on, Daniel. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Uh, Chad, what is your number three most anticipated movie of 2018? My number three is from director Jeremy Saulnier, who did Blue Ruin and Green Room. And I I liked Green Room quite a bit. I think, Daniel, I don't remember. I think it may have been in your top ten that year. Yes. Um, Blue Ruin was in my top five the year that it came out. And I love what this guy does. It's a movie called Hold the Dark. And all we know about it is that it's coming out this year. It doesn't have a release date yet, but it's an Alaskan murder mystery that's been adapted from a novel by William Giraldi. You combine those two things with this director. I mean, I can already see we got a little bit of this with Wind River, what it's like to shoot out in the snow and the kinds of physical challenges and scenarios that this could possibly set up. I think it's a perfect match with his sensibility as a director. So you give me Alaskan murder mystery, Jeremy Saulnier, I'm in. That's, wow. I don't, I don't need to know any more than that, so I'm pumped about it. I'm going to be honest. I didn't know about that movie, so that definitely would have made my list had I known it. That's amazing. Yeah, Green Room was my number three of, of 2016. Uh, yeah. I freaking loved that movie, so... Awesome. Yep. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Great pick. Mm. Really good pick. Uh, all right, so Chris, you are a lover oh, of wait, loving... Oh, wait, but real quick, sorry before we pitch to Chris, I just want to say this. However, when the tr- when the teaser releases, if they don't show me a lot of plot, oh, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> I, w- I will be upset if I they give us nothing Alaska to go off I need to see Alaska and of. murder and mystery all in that trailer. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Chris, you yeah. are a loving of lover of loving things, so what is your number three most anticipated movie this year? You know, just like Chad, I've been following this director for a really long time, so I'm really excited about his next entry. Uh, this is, of course, director Brad uh, Payton. He directed San Andreas. Yes. His new movie is uh, yes. Rampage coming yes. out. This has got to be a joke. Is this <laughs> yes. A joke? Keep going. No, Keep talking. Great. Sir, it looks like the whole San Andreas fault line is being activated. Oh, oh my God. It's a joke, right, Chris? Is we really need to add a clip of Daniel loving San Andreas right after that. <laughs> All right, no, so that is not my actual pick. But, you know, hey, I I know, I know. I hate to disappoint you. San Andreas, one of the best things ever. And, of course, Rampage is going to be wonderful. But that is not my pick for number three. My number three pick is probably going to be just as many jeers from all of you. But I am excited by it. The trailer has me pumped. Uh, That's Ron Howard's new one coming out. That's Star Wars uh, story, Solo. I'm very excited to see that. I've watched the trailer several times, and every time I do, it brings a smile to my face. So I'm excited about Solo. And it's coming out sooner than I thought. I was thinking for some reason it was going to be like holiday. No, it's May, May 25th. Yeah. Yeah. That trailer looks great, man. No, yeah. who, would, who would jeer you for that other than Josh? I'm <laughs> I know. Waiting, I'm waiting well, for I, the internet parody trailers featuring plastic cups. 
<laughs> that's actually a pretty great idea. Why, why, why do don't that. we do that? We should do that. A we should do Star that. Wars movie. That's right. No, that trailer looked a lot better than I thought it would. I, I just with the whole director shakeup, I was really nervous for it. But that was a really, really good trailer. So I agree. Yeah, yeah I yeah, totally man. agree. Yeah, looks great. So for my number three anticipated movie, I already said we're recording this on February 13th, and my number three pick comes out in two days. Uh, that's Black wow. Panther. I am so freaking excited for Black Panther. Uh, it just looks amazing. I haven't been this excited for a Marvel movie in in quite some time. I'm, I'm really excited for this one. It just looks different, and, uh, and it looks really fantastic. So really? I'm super excited for it. So what is it about it that uh, is exciting to you? Ryan Coogler. Yeah, I mean, I just rewatched Creed, and uh, man, it's so amazing. And so I just can't wait to see what he does next. Uh, The cast is freaking amazing. Chadwick Boseman is great, but then you got Michael B. Jordan, Daniel Kaluuya, Lupita Nyong'o. I mean, it's just such a great cast. The style looks so different from other Marvel movies. I'm just super excited for it. Also, Ryan Coogler. <laughs> yes, that's the number one reason right there. I mean, it's two movies. Fruitvale Station and Creed are both phenomenally yeah. good. So I'm, I'm pumped just for, just because he's directing it. Yep. I, uh, I'm seeing it in two days, so I can't, can't wait at all. So we're going to move on to our number two picks. Josh, what's your number two most anticipated movie of the year? I don't know this whether this could really qualify as anticipation, but I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with the story. And we need a movie like, this right now i think uh, about this kind of person so i'm gonna go for my number two with tom hanks and won't you be my neighbor the biopic about uh fred rogers yes because i yes. think we need it yes that, that looks is a great pick yeah casting and direction everything is shaping up really nicely for that pick. i i have a feeling it might push to, to 2019 just because they haven't even started filming yet but they got time so i think uh yeah that's gonna be a really good movie when it comes together Hey, they yeah, shot also, the they shot the post in like four months, didn't they? It's so true. They, they can get that yeah, done. The, yeah, very very. Yeah, true. and that movie wasn't very good, so let's not do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, Chad, your number two pick. What is it? My number one movie of the year a couple of years ago was Steve McQueen's Twelve Years a Slave, and he, he hasn't directed anything uh, since then, as far as feature films are concerned. And so, his next movie is a film called Widows. And it's a genre picture, but I'm interested to see what he can can bring to the heist crime genre. And so the the premise is this, is that four men die on a on a job. And this is all going to be in the trailer. So don't people don't freak out about spoilers. And the name of the movie is Widows. So shut up. But (laughs) it's uh, four men die in a job gone wrong and therefore widows have to complete the heist in order to repay the debt that's left behind by their dead husbands criminal activities now normally i would just chalk that up as a summer kind of thing but it's getting a fall released and the cast includes viola davis colin farrell liam neeson john bernthal and the script is being written by mcqueen and jillian flynn who's the author of gone girl so i expect this to be fantastic so that's my number two yeah, excellent pick. That's that's shaping up to be an awesome movie. Uh, so different from Twelve Years a Slave. Yeah. So I'm very, yeah. very curious what that ends up looking like. Yeah, um, so and that, it's that thirty seconds of name dropping right there is exactly what I meant at the beginning about some people knowing what to expect from the year, and then there's me. 
<laughs> well, you've had hey, you, you your had, picks are great. Yeah, you got yeah. a bunch of great picks. Awesome. Don't thing. worry, Josh. You're going to mock me for my number one pick. So it's okay. right, as as will you me. <laughs> All right, Chris. What is your number two most anticipated movie of the year? Uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. I love this series, and the last several have just knocked it out of the park, in my opinion. They're great action movies. They do insane actual like tom cruise always does something nuts uh and in this he's doing a series of crazy stunts he jumps off a building he actually broke his foot uh doing that sequence uh he hangs off of a helicopter by a like a string and actually fall like it's just he actually learned he became a helicopter pilot for this movie so he could be in the helicopter all by himself uh, and they actually shot it with these cameras right behind his so you can see a panorama vision a view of him actually flying this thing through these canyons so i'm just pumped man i, I can't wait they, they do a really great job of pumping up the action and uh, i'm excited for the uh, the next one in the series so fallout for me nice the yeah, trailer tra- does look great yeah. oh man so good it looks great yeah yeah and same director uh christopher Cory as the last one so yeah yes rogue nation. yeah yeah rogue nation was an excellent movie and i am agreed ex- mm. i am i'm excited to see what they do uh it's, it's the same cast too i mean most of the same cast is, is coming back so yeah that's exciting it do- it seems like it's kind of a direct sequel to the last one which they haven't really done before right so so that's yep. cool. Yeah, I know this is probably an unpopular opinion, but I actually like Rogue Nation better than Ghost Protocol. No, I yeah. think I, th- I think Rogue Nation's a, yeah, I think it's an awesome movie. Period. I, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I don't agree, but I still love both movies. They're both freaking great. I'm I'm just still surprised they haven't legitimately gone to space yet for this series. Uh, that's definitely going to happen in the next movie. I'm convinced Cruz is going to die on film on purpose <laughs> in this series. <laughs> it's like his ultimate destiny is just to to give it like the last shot of the film and then he's just going to peace out and then go clear <laughs> right in front of everybody. <laughs> go clear. Dude, never mind. I'm not even going to correct you on that. That's fine. It's all good. Oh, man. Uh, so for my number two pick, uh, I actually, I didn't expect the first two picks on my list to be, to both be superhero movies but here we are um my my second pick is spider-man into the spider-verse uh that animated (laughs) movie looks so good the trailer for that blew my mind i think animation is a great spot for superheroes i mean the incredibles shows that as well so i am so excited The, the the style just looked so unique as far as animated movies go so i just i that trailer blew me away i didn't i wasn't expecting much and it just killed it and it's written by phil lord and chris miller so i mean it's it's just i'm everything looks amazing with it so i'm psyched for it so that's That's why it's getting so much i did not understand i saw the trailer and thought it was fine it looked like a direct-to-dvd thing so i i oh dude the trailer i i really wasn't that excited for until the trailer the trailer blew me away the the animation looks so amazing like some of the shots in that trailer where he's falling upside down it's like amazing shot um Uh, okay (laughs) i'm gonna disagree but that's okay it's all good it looks fine it looks fine anyway so we are on to our number one picks uh for our most anticipated movies of 2018 josh what do you have for us I think I should just let Chad guess on this as as to what my pick is because it's it's kind of stereotypical and I almost felt like I I had to pick it. And, I haven't done. Guesses. I don't know, Josh. I really don't know. I, if I had a list in front of me, I bet I could probably guess, but I don't know. So it's it's based on a director, and this is like the archetype of what this director is. Just when you thought Wes Anderson couldn't get any more Wes Anderson, <laughs> Isle of Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Isle of Dogs. Oh man. <laughs> 
That movie looks so stupid. <laughs> okay, Chris, no, I'm going to punch you in your face. I forgot about Isle of Dogs. That looks amazing. It looks so okay. good. It looks oh, great. It's so bad. <laughs> what? Wow. It's it's like the uh, that SNL Wes Anderson sketch. Does everyone remember the one I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. It's like the, the coterie of midnight something anyways that's one of the best snl sketches in like the past 10 years i love that Agreed. sketch and yeah. wes anderson hasn't done a, a stop motion since fantastic mr fox so i'm interested to see what he comes isle up with of this dogs time. is has a 99.9 percent chance of being in my top five of the year i cannot <laughs> wait for that this movie the like trailer is great. great yeah it's gonna be amazing. It's great. I roll paint. my eyes every time that trailer comes on. <laughs> I mean, yes, wow. Chris, it's no rampage, but you know. <laughs> I mean, come on, honestly, let's let's be honest. It isn't a rampage. It's oh wow. Come on. No, I, okay. I'd see rampage. I'll go with you, Chris. Josh, here's what I have to say. Your list is way more respectable than Chris's, so you don't have to put up <laughs> with him for anything. <laughs> really? Solo, Fallout? Right. Come on, those are gonna be great movies. Oh, man. About. Okay, Chad, what is your most anticipated movie of the year? So this one is the one, it is my number one most anticipated film, but it's also the one that is most likely to not be good, but I'm holding out hope, and that is Creed 2. Now, the reason I'm holding out hope is all of the cast is returning, and Ryan Coogler is not directing, but he is going to be a hands-on executive producer it's not just a name kind of thing he's been very involved with breaking the story and it's going to be around the uh, creed character interacting with ivan drago's son which we all know spoiler alert for rocky 4 apollo creed was killed by ivan drago's character in rocky 4 so it could be bad but i also thought that creed could be bad and then i saw it and it was my number two film of the year so i'm holding out hope for this one because I love Rocky, I love this character, and I love this universe. So hopefully it'll be good, but it also could be terrible. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm right there with you being a little nervous about that one. Like I said, I just watched Creed yesterday again, and man, that's that's d- a great darn movie, near man. perfect. I mean, that movie is amazing. And uh, I was so bummed when Ryan Coogler wasn't announced as director, and I'm just glad Sylvester Stallone, was that he was initially announced as director, and that really scared me. So. He was, but now Coogler has evidently picked the director. It's a it's a script from the, and I've never seen Luke Cage, so I don't know if it's any good. But it's the showrunner from Luke Cage is writing the script. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Yeah. Who knows? And it doesn't have a release date yet, so that's also not a great sign. But who knows? Yeah. And and picking Ivan Drago's son, that could be super over dramatic. Uh, man, I, yeah, I'm really nervous about it, but I really hope it's good. Yep, me too. Good pick. All right, Chris, your most anticipated movie of the year. Hey, guys, come on. Like, we all know what this is going to be for me. There's no doubt. Of course, you know, we've got a prolific director, the director, of course, of uh, Central Intelligence, coming back with his his awesome uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson-led Skyscraper is going to oh, be an boy. amazing film <laughs> this year. Enough. I cannot wait. I'm trying to do this with three and for one. Skyscraper. He tried. He tried. He did. Here's the thing, though, is this may actually be on Daniel's list. <laughs> no, Rampage is the one that's directed by San Andreas, dude. This is, uh, you know, we got two rock movies coming out this it's year. The prosthetic leg really Rampage did it for you? Be great. Sorry, say that again? Did the prosthetic leg really do it for you? Yeah, Chris? man, I feel I feel really, you know, bad for that character. <laughs> I think we're going to attach yeah. to him as an No, uh, it attach is, uh, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> For me, uh, is Steven Spielberg led, of course, Ready Player One, the book. I love the movie. I cannot. I am just. The other movies, fine, whatever. But honestly, Ready Player One is what it's all about. I cannot wait. It's the end of March. It's not too many more weeks until we get to see that thing. And I really hope it's great. But I am amped to see it. So let me ask you, because you have read the book. Chad, didn't you also read the book? Yes, I have read the book. Okay, so the trailer looks great. I have not read the book. trailer looks great. Does the animation, when they're in the game or whatever it is, does that look right to you because it's it's definitely like very animated i imagine that it would be more realistic looking but is that kind of how it should look for based on how you read the book uh, it is exactly how it should look okay yes. okay i was just curious yeah, yeah it looks it, great there, i don't know there's be any other way of what happens in oasis is so fantastical that i don't think you would be no other way of being able to make that come to life without it really taking a huge amount of concessions like the way that that world exists is computer generated it is cgi so it makes sense for it to have that gloss and shimmer on it to make it look uh that one way but there's i I think it's going to work really well everything that i've seen of it i'm i'm excited by so if there's any director that can do it spielberg is the guy outside of the fact that he's a character in the book his visual style is a perfect match for this property so yeah no doubt i'm a little nervous about it just because the subject matter is somewhat difficult i think it would be difficult to convey the stakes and how it works within the construct of the oasis and what all that means but uh, the trailers, I'm only, and I've only seen the first one. Uh, the trailer that I saw looked looked really exciting. So it's nice. another one of those I'm hope, hoping for the best. Yeah, no, I, I totally, totally agree. I think it's going to be great. I, re- I really do. <clears throat> but we'll see. Yeah, it looks good. All right, so for my most anticipated movie of the year, my favorite movie of the year, uh, not last year, but 2016, was by quite a large margin, was La La Land. Okay, and so this year... No, was it? This Yes, it, it was. Do you want me to talk about it more? I, I don't know. City uh, of Stars. <laughs> so this year, Damien Chazelle is returning for a, a new film with Ryan Gosling called First Man, and it's a biopic of Neil Armstrong. It's got great director, great star, great subject, uh, all around, obviously poised to be an awards contender and all that jazz. Uh, oh, Jazz. That's easily my most anticipated movie of the year. I think it's going to be fantastic. So I'm all in. I that's a, that's a good pick. If he can get back to to his Whiplash stuff, then that that style would be great. Yeah, I'm not going to respond to that. But uh, it, it is his first. Uh, it is his first like non music central. I mean, as far as we know, unless he injects music into that uh, plot wise. Uh, but yeah, it's his first non music centered film. So that'll be kind of interesting if he can do a more traditional type of film just as well as he's done his previous films. So be interesting to see. I'm very excited for it. So those are our most anticipated movies of 2018, and there are plenty that we didn't even talk about. I mean, we've got. Avengers, we've got Deadpool. Deadpool 2 is on my list, Ant-Man and the Wasp yeah. uh, on my list, yeah. We got so many great movies so uh, that we didn't even touch on. So, let man, us Man, I could not care less about Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, I love I, Paul Rudd, oh, man. Yeah. I liked Ant-Man so much. I I I, did, I, I guess. Yeah. What do you it was mean? Fine. I, no, I liked Ant-Man. I thought it was fine. I'm just not excited about a sequel. Yeah. I don't know. 
Yeah. I think I think it looks really good. I like Evangeline Lilly. I think again, like they they can be more irreverent. It's the more irreverent side of the MCU. Uh, it's as irreverent as they're going to let them get. Um, so I I kind of like that. And of course, you got Deadpool, which is the does, Sony stuff. So does yeah. Seth Rogen play the Wasp? Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> that'd be so good. Yeah. So uh, we want to know what you guys are excited for. Make sure you chime in on social media. Let us know what your most anticipated movies of 2018 are. And, and let us know what you think of our picks and how great they were. All right. So we are going to dive right in to our main event where we review Black Mirror Season 4. Looking around at a world of injustice, intolerance, and huge environmental challenges, it's hard to imagine a bright future. But we can, and we must. Anyone? Hello? Must have been mental before the system. Nothing is gonna happen. You're gonna be fine. Where am I? Hip hip hooray! A sunnier future. Turn it off. How long can happiness realistically last, anyhow? All right. Well, Black Mirror is an anthology series that explores the twisted high-tech world uh, where humanity's innovations and darkest instincts collide. And I am really excited to dive into this. A couple of years ago, Netflix purchased the rights to Black Mirror. It was originally, I believe, on the BBC or something attached to the BBC. And um, we have now gotten two seasons of... Uh, of Black Mirror from Netflix, and this is overall season four. So there were six episodes. What we're going to do is we're going to dive into a overall discussion of what we thought of the season as a whole. I think it came out about what a month ago, guys. It's been out now. Is that right? Yeah, Maybe end of two December. Months? Okay. So, you know, it's been out for a little while. So you've had some time if you wanted to watch it to watch it. But if you haven't yet, we want to at least give you an idea of what we think generally. And then after a quick general discussion with no spoilers, we're going to hop right into a spoilerific uh, section where we'll kind of talk about the season, uh, what we really liked and dive in uh, deep in, into some of the themes and, and plots. So uh, let's go ahead and go around the table and just chat about what we thought generally of Black Mirror season four. And let's go ahead and start with Josh. What did you think of season four? Well, I will start out by saying that I am, I'm just sad for this discussion, and I'm a little bit worried that I'm going to have to defend my viewpoint here, but I'm going to do it anyways. I'm just afraid that the magic is gone from from the series. Like When I first discovered Black Mirror, I was a little late to the party. This was after, well after Netflix had picked it up, and so I started back at season one, the original British, uh, sorry, series one. Uh, back at the original one and just like every episode that I saw this is quite possibly the most brilliant original show I've ever seen and every episode was fantastic just about and then there were a couple years off and then they got picked up for season three and they had had a couple years away from their their world and their universe but it felt like things were still alive the spark was still there there were a couple standout episodes that made season three worth it Season four, I got no standout episodes. There, there were a couple decent episodes in season four, and but outside of that, like the originality that makes Black Mirror great to me just was not there anymore. Uh, I will bracket all this by saying that I watched the first three seasons 
by myself, mostly in the dark. And I watch most of, not all of, but most of season four with lights on with my wife. So maybe that affected things. I don't know. Hmm. But I I don't know. There were, like I said, there were a couple episodes that I liked okay. But there was just none of that, wow, this is really brilliant and really made me think about something that was there in the previous seasons. So overall, I was very bummed out. Wow. Okay. All right. So season four did not did not impress you at all in fact it, it was disappointing to you yes disappointing only because i had i love the rest of the show so much that sure i was i was hoping for more okay all right okay so chad what about you how did you feel season four stacked up well the one thing that i think is clear right from the beginning just as it was in season three is that if anything netflix the infusion of cash that they've given them from a production standpoint is certainly right on the screen. Some of these episodes look as good as any feature film that you'll see. Overall, I'm going to say that I still very much enjoy Black Mirror. I enjoy the questions that they ask and the way that it is presented. But I'm also going to agree with Josh in as much as I do feel this is the first season where I felt that some of the themes were starting to be not necessarily repeated, but it was just a a riff on the theme, a variation on the theme uh, of some things that have already been explored in better episodes. So I don't disagree with Josh. No, I liked it a lot more than Josh did. And I, I vehemently disagree that there are no standout episodes. I think there are, I think there's one in particular, but two or three that are really very good. And then I think there are there are two that I don't like and one that I absolutely hate. I hope we agree on that one. I, 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 I one hate it. I, I, I hate it. We won't talk. I won't tell you what it is right now. We'll do that in spoilers. But, but oh, there's wow. one okay. that All I... Right. You, you, don't, you don't say anything about the episodes that you liked. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, because we'll dig into that in spoilers. But just from a general standpoint, there's one that I hate so much. Overall, uh, this would be... It, I think the highs were actually really high, but I think the lows were lower than they've ever been. And so I come out with sort of a mixed feeling similar to Josh in that this is the first season where I can't say it's just great from top to bottom and this one is not not that not all seasons have been great from top to bottom with all the episodes but the general feeling after that is that was a phenomenal season of television this is the first one that I don't think that's true for me wow Um, while I still loved some of them that I didn't I really didn't like some of the others and I, I feel like the general theme which seems to be if there was a theme that ties them all together is what when is life a life as far as like artificial intelligence or different things having uh, agency and when when does life begin i guess and so what where's the gray area of how they're treated etc and that that's an interesting thing to explore but i feel like they've done it better in the past and i think they did some really stupid things trying to discuss that in in this season but anyway overall i don't want to sound as negative as josh because i'm not because i did enjoy it but the cracks were showing for me for the very first time this year all right. Okay. Daniel, how about you? I, I feel mostly similar to Chad and Josh. Uh, I really enjoyed this season as a whole. Um, I think it was just, I think it was, it was really good. There was definitely one of my favorite episodes of the show so far was in this season. I really, really love one episode in particular. Uh, but then I also agree that there's just not as many standouts. This was the first season that I 
when it was over, I was a little bit more ambivalent about it as opposed to in years past. I finished, you know, it was over and I was, wow, how amazing that season was. So, so yeah, this season was just not as exciting, not as interesting. There were some episodes that I just, uh, I, there were no episodes that I hate. So I'm very curious to hear, um, which episodes you guys hate, but there were some episodes that I just kind of didn't care about when they were done i was just okay whatever and then moved on so hmm. uh yeah overall it's still a it's it, i think it's just that black mirror has so much to live up to because some of their earlier seasons are just some of the best tv ever made um and so this just wasn't quite there but it's still fantastic television each episode is so well made and really creative uh, and interesting so yeah overall Definitely a step down, but it's still it's still an amazing season of television. Got it. All right. Well, neither one of no, none of you guys have mentioned particular episodes, so I guess I won't do that. I'll, I'll, I will save that for spoilers. But I will just say that I think there were three really strong episodes this season, three really great ones, and then one that was okay, and then two that were pretty. I, I don't know. Pretty down there awful just say awful they were um, awful <laughs> so so for me though this is the way i watched them i so i i saw the 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 first episode on netflix and of course it looked like a star trek themed one called callister uss callister so i watched that one uh probably within a week of it hitting netflix and then i heard that the rest of the season wasn't all that great so i just didn't watch the rest of the season uh and then you guys decided we were going to go ahead and discuss this uh, this season of Black Mirror. I just kept delaying watching them because I know that they just are depressing, right? Like you get through one of these and it's kind of a shl- like a slog, and you just feel like, okay, my my soul has been broken, and I probably should never get on Facebook again, and uh, the robots will kill us all. And so, like, I just did not feel like doing that to myself, but. I delayed so long that ye- yesterday I had not watched any of them, so I decided to go ahead and binge them. Um, Good lord! Yesterday Good I watched I watched the, the the remaining five episodes right in a row, and a fifth of Jack Daniels later. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was a very interesting way of watching this series. And I have to say, I was not nearly as down on it as you guys are. For me, I actually quite enjoyed it. I I like the anthology ness of this. There's one of these episodes that at the end it always shows the directed by, and I would I had no idea that there was a very famous person who had directed one of these episodes, and I was shocked. You know, when when her name popped up, I was like, what? She directed that? That's insane. I had no idea. So. You know, there's it's just interesting to be able to see these worlds through different directors' lenses, and uh, I just I have a I had a great time with all of them. Even though maybe some of them aren't as great, they still are. I think a wonderful exploration, and if nothing else, just a a trial, a test run, a you know something that that we you know hey we've got this idea, we're gonna take it out and see what it does, and sometimes it flies and sometimes it crashes and burns and i think for the most part though they really knocked it out of the park for me with this episode with this season i i actually quite enjoyed it but like i said there were two episodes that were kind of stinkers uh that that just didn't stand out as well as the others so i think that's all we really want to say generally unless you guys want to add anything else but before we move into the spoiler section we should at least give our thoughts on whether or not you should stream it. So why don't we go back around the table again and, and kind of give our thoughts. So Josh, do you think people should 
sit down and watch season four of Black Mirror. That's a really tough call for me. I think you should definitely watch seasons one and two. You should, yeah, you should watch three as well. Four and the Christmas special. I, yeah, and the Christmas special, um, which IMDb has as part of season one or two. two I think two. I think it's season two. Yep. White yeah, Christmas. White, White Christmas. That's a yeah. That's a that's a slog of an episode, but it's a good one. Season four, man. I really have a tough call. Take it or leave it. Um, go ahead and watch it so we can talk about it. And that's that's about it. See, that's that's it, man. Watch it so we can talk about it. That's the kind of the power of the series. You can talk about how head. you've seen all the all the good episodes before and all the bad episodes <laughs> should have never been made. All right, sure, okay. I mean, I, that's still a good conversation to have. I think. Anyways, and I'm I'm excited to have it with you guys. Okay, Chad, what about you? I actually, I think you should see it. If you have seen the first three seasons, I don't think you should just not see season four. Although I think the worst of the series is in season four. It also has some episodes that I think are genuinely great. The production value is phenomenal. The questions that it asks are interesting. So I would still say you should stream it. It's worth it. If you've already paid the whatever you're paying a month and this is there, then I would definitely say it's worth watching. Daniel, what say you? Yeah, absolutely you should watch it. Maybe if I was pressed to say it, yeah, it's it's probably the worst of the four seasons, but that doesn't mean it's it's bad by any means. So this is still a fantastic show, especially if you enjoyed the first three seasons. You'll still enjoy this, I think, definitely. And you've already got Netflix, so just, just watch it because it's great. Because yeah. your time has no value. Right, exactly, so just watch it. <laughs> well, and that's why I would say, like, if, if you were to ask me, I would tell you the episodes to watch because you don't have to watch them all. You really don't. I mean, you can you can if you want, but the there are three really excellent episodes here. Um and I don't think you you should miss them just because I we think that this season is less good than the others. I still think this is some of the best television out there and especially some of the best sci-fi. So for me, I would just tell you the three that I, I, I really enjoyed. And if you want to wait and listen to the spoilers, you can. But I would just say there is good stuff here. There's good stuff worth watching. I think uh, it's some really good sci-fi and some great television, to be honest. So that is our thoughts on season four in a general perspective. Now let's go ahead and hop in to the spoiler section and chat about specifics. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? You want to know how I got them? There's so many places it would never occur to hawk to hide. However, the reason the Führer's brought me off my Alps in Austria and placed me in French cow country today is because it does occur to me. Because I'm aware what tremendous feats human beings are capable of once they abandon dignity. And in the dream, I knew that he was going on ahead. And he's fixing to make a fire somewhere out there in all that dark and all that cold. And I knew that whenever I got there, he'd be there. Then I woke up. All right, guys. So I really just wanted to make this more of a kind of a free discussion because there's so much here to talk about. But let's discuss. I want to know because let's get the 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 dirty laundry out of the way first. So let's talk about the stuff that we didn't like. So what were you guys thinking when when you thought what were the, what are the worst the ones that you think are real stinkers here? I, I thought you were just going to come out and say it. So let's talk about Metalhead. Metalhead. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Metalhead was really an odd episode just awful just terrible a waste of 41 minutes is it was a beautiful episode 
like Chad said, I, I didn't get a chance to agree with Chad before. The production value of all this season is great, and Metalhead in particular with its black and white motif was just kind of stunning visually on a big 4K TV. But yeah. the episode was awful. There was no point to any of it. Ugh. Well, that was my... Uh, I, I definitely don't I hate actually, that episode. I think that episode is pretty good. I, really? Yeah, I disagree. That That's was not, not the one, one you hate. hated, Chad. Wow. It, it is so, not. So, what's the one that you, so what is the one that you hated? Well, hold on. I'll tell you what I hate, but let's talk about Metalhead sure. real sure. quick. Yeah, there. This is the first time in all four seasons where Black Mirror just straight up did like a future genre kind of thing where it was just like apocalyptic. Um, a terminate a, a terminator version of bad you know things chasing somebody else and you have to get away there's not a deeper meaning necessarily and i for what it was is just a an exciting chase kind of genre exercise i yeah. thought it was fine i didn't love it but i certainly didn't hate it it was put together very well the creatures were scary and tense and the scenarios were the same and I think it accomplished what it was trying to do. So I, I don't, I, I, I don't, I, I completely don't agree it. with you, Josh. I, I thought this, that it was just, it was just so, it was just slow, kind of meaningless. I'm not exactly sure what they were, they were trying to say. Most of these episodes, I feel like there is a point and there really wasn't with this. It was just survive. Oh crap. There's no way to survive. So I'm just going to kill myself. It just, it just didn't seem all that, interesting interested in saying anything uh and that's why i just i, I kind of put it so low on my list that is definitely my least favorite one out of the bunch yeah black mirror typically asks questions and yeah. does something yeah. with an episode and or at least attaches you to a character this we followed one character and i barely cared about her because there was no story involved and then you get to the twist well, at the I end ju- and the twist at the end was the most saccharine ridiculous thing they could have possibly pulled out I didn't quite understand the twist at the end. Are we led to believe that also those are the, was that like, was that a, the teddy bear that we see later or that we had seen before in the series? Um, I don't think so. I think that, I think it was just the, the sentimental choice that they made, which was times are so dire that, People are willing to risk death to try and get a teddy bear that just, for I a just, little girl who is dying. Okay, don't buy it or don't buy it. That's fine. But I, I judged it for what it is, not what I wished it was. I mean, every one of these, yes. But I'm not. I don't go into each one of these saying, "Okay, Black Mirror, what are you trying to tell me this time?" Well, I, I do. Just watch I do. I, I, and, I go and, in trying to f- pick out the themes and find out. Okay, what what are they trying to say? What what is this? What does it mean? Okay, so for me, that was lowest end for me. I, I agree with you, Josh, 100% on that. I, I think it was definitely the low point. But, Chad, what was your low point then? I'm very curious. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of... Crocodile. Okay. All right. Yeah. I freaking so I agree hate with crocodile. You okay, it's good. garbage. Right. Oh, really? The whole thing is garbage. Yeah, those are my two. Good. It's garbage. All right, sweet. The ending, the ending is garbage. It's manipulative. It is unnecessarily cruel for the sake of being cruel. It makes no greater yep. point than than just that. It's it's shocking just to be shocking. And beyond that, the most interesting, I would argue that the most interesting use of technology in all six of these was in Crocodile. And they and the one way that you would use it to bring interest to this story, they completely didn't use. You've got a memory situation. And what we all know about memory is that it is completely unreliable. And instead of, they they had one little bit in there where the coat was a different color. But instead of using that mechanism to frame something interesting, they just do a straightforward, a straightforward recollection. And instead of 
taking it and turning it into something that would actually ask a question. They use it as an excuse to just be the worst, most debased and angry ending that I've ever seen. And then they pull up the freaking hamster. I mean, really? So the end of this is just mean for mean's sake. It's cruel. I hated it. I didn't like how the character, uh, who we are to believe, I think the premise that it starts with is interesting, but then we're to believe that she can just immediately become a monster and a monster in the worst way possible. I didn't buy that arc for her character. I didn't buy that she would do any of the things that she did, killing the killing the woman the way that she did and then murdering the boyfriend and then the baby and then just to be extra cruel black mirror wants you to know but she didn't really have to kill the baby because the baby was blind and oh isn't that terrible this is horrible it's mean for no reason it serves no purpose so it's it's definitely the the dark episode for that reason yes and i agree that the whole blind thing was a little bit out there it's why did they throw that in but at least there's an arc in this episode and she did those things because she panicked and that's what panic does to someone and so the question you're supposed to ask yourself is how far would panic take me and obviously you stop short of what she did in the end but once you've started the spiral and i think at the end we see that it wasn't like it wasn't like in her nature she's completely detached from herself when she's at the at the play or the musical or whatever it is but i don't know It, it wasn't it wasn't yeah. the best episode in the season, but it wasn't Metalhead. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was worse than Metalhead by order of magnitude. I agree. I, Daniel, I, oh. instant I, serial killer. It's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I say, def- Daniel. What did you think? Because I definitely I, agree uh, that this is a weaker episode, and it's certainly the darkest episode in this season. It might be one of the darkest episodes of Black Mirror. I mean, this is really uh, dark. No. <laughs> Uh, uh, but regardless, uh, I, I definitely agree though, that, um, they had some, it wasn't reliant enough on the technology. I think, I think they could have taken that just like Chad said, taken that in some really cool or, or more intriguing directions. But overall, I, I definitely don't hate this episode. Um, I, I, I agree with what Josh said in its defense that it's, it's about, fear and panic and protecting you know protecting your reputation or whatever and so yeah i think it was i think it was uh, overall an interesting episode but definitely a a lower tier for sure all right so i agreed with both of you actually josh and chad crocodile and metalhead were my two least favorite episodes but i'm guessing if i'm doing my math properly that means there are two others that you guys think are pretty bad so where, where are we at guys who where, where are we going to talk about next that you thought was not really up to uh up to the standard for me black museum was kind of weird oh it, 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 it just was disjointed it didn't really uh That's the most awkward sound from chris yeah. i loved i loved black museum with all Did of you? my heart oh, it was so good but i'm gonna let you finish yeah keep going well, no, I, I don't have like a ton to say about it. It was just, it was just kind of, it was just weird because it was just so disjointed that it didn't really. I don't think it really came together for me fully. What? So, really? Yeah. yeah. So why, why did you love it? I, I'm not. I don't like passionately. Like I said, I don't hate any of these episodes. So it's not like I passionately hated it. I just it didn't fully work for me. So why did you love it? Well, I thought number one, the actor that played the proprietor, whatever his name was, was wonderful. I love the power shift that happens. I think that was a, a neat moment. I, I enjoyed the kind of multiple Black Mirror episodes in one combined with the fact that this museum was literally a museum of 
Black Mirror. So we got, you know, these different artifacts from other episodes that had been happening throughout both this season and others. Um, Which is a direct comment yes, on the same I theory that. that all of these things are occurring in the same universe. Which they are. So I, I just hated that. I loved it. I thought it was wonderful. I thought it was a, a neat, just fun moment. And again, like, it doesn't necessarily mean that they are still all connected. It doesn't. It, it just means that in this one episode, there is a place that they you know they they do exist together that doesn't mean that all of them necessarily are so i just i think it's great i really did i had a great time with black museum sadly that's that last part that you said chris is not true i wish it were i wish it were just this episode but crocodile also had callbacks so we are officially in a black mirror universe and i don't like it because i love the anthology everything being separate but now i'm gonna have to think about how stuff's connected and that just I, that bums me out. I don't think I don't you think, have to think about that. I don't think you do. Yeah, I, I don't. I, and I really don't think that Metalhead has any connection to anything else. I don't believe that. Like it, it just it, none of them have to. You don't have to go there. Um, but it's just a neat little, I don't know, meta moment kind of commentary. Because honestly, what what museum Black Museum is really about, and you hit the nail on the head, Chad, earlier, is that most of the season is about like agency free will you know where at what point do your ability to to have agency and control over self suddenly become the rights to someone else you know where we're you know kind of a, a slavery kind of almost commentary and i just i thought what they did here was really great in that they just they realized they had a tapestry of examples and instead of making stuff up they decided as an as for the audience anyway, they were going to double back and remind us what all these things meant and then comment even further on them. So that's why I kind of enjoyed this episode. I thought it was kind of fun little thing for fans if you realized it. And if you didn't, then no worries. It didn't really add anything or take away anything. Yeah, I quite enjoyed it as well. I like the episode within an episode, the construct of the episode as it as it stood with the stories within a story. I liked the performances for sure i like the technology in this one yes uh, i liked i like the fact that they had the their version of the sunken place from yep. get out exactly <laughs> you know yeah. I, I like all of that i really i really enjoyed this episode i it wasn't my favorite but i thought it was very well done and, and put together in a way that was that was interesting so for me it kind of middle of the road maybe a little bit better than middle of the road but i i'm with you chris i, I enjoyed it quite a bit yeah this yeah. is in my top three this is black museum and then there's two others that i thought were really excellent but this one was my number three of the others so so, so yeah what, what i just said may have uh made this not sound like the case but this is number two or three in the season for me for all all the reasons you guys just listed i like yeah. the unique huh, format and and the performances and all that per- i just i did not like the callbacks the performances are the proprietor is fantastic in this he episode. really is oh i definitely agree yeah, I, I just, I love that character. And of course, you knew he was twisted and wrong, but he was also charismatic and fun, oddly. Like you wanted to learn from him and the story that he was weaving and telling. It was just, it was fascinating. And the, the place and the the history and how are this connected and the new story that would come on and you knew that that meant something. And it was just I liked the way that that story was weaved together. I just, I enjoyed it. I really did. Daniel, what about you? Have we, have we listed one, not listed one that was kind of your least favorite yet? Do we talk before we get into the positives? I know 
Black Museum was a positive, actually. But is there anything else negative, any negative episodes that you wanted to chat about before we moved on? Uh, no, not on the negative side, no. Okay. All right, so what are we going to tackle next? For me, like, if I was going to talk about my, quote-unquote, I think my number four on the list here would be Archangel. Uh, Archangel was, this is what I alluded to before, was directed by Jodie Foster, guys. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, I saw did, Ron Colbert talking about it, so that kind of ruined it for me. <laughs> I didn't know that. I, I, had, I had no idea until the, the, the directed by um, credit came on after the episode. So that really shocked me. But yeah, Archangel. So I think this is like every parent's nightmare. I think this is a really good kind of, what do you call it, metaphor for, for parenting. Like how much control do we really want? And, you know, what does that control do to the development of our children? It's kind of good. I think a pretty good episode. Not perfectly executed, but pretty good. What did you guys think? I didn't like it. No? <laughs> of course, Chad. Of course you what, didn't. What didn't you like about it? I mean, it's fine. It's completely fine. So I didn't like it. I mean, what's the the message is helicopter parenting is bad. Okay, I got it. What else? No. I mean, it's just... Oh, wow. Yes. No, I, I yeah. totally... No, no. Yes, yes. Please tell me how there's more to the message of Archangel. Please tell me. The, so <laughs> there's two ways to look at it, right? You you can do what you just did, and you can say, this mess, this episode is preaching to me, and it has a message. Or you can look at it the way I think Black Mirror wants to be looked at, and when Black Mirror is at its best is when you are capable of putting yourself into the shoes of one or more characters and saying, if I had this avenue available to me, what would I do in that yeah. scenario? Well, and, and that's, that's, that's where I went with it. Like the first 10 minutes seemed like a good idea. I, I just like, yeah, yeah that, exactly. that seems like a good idea to me. Is your kid in trouble? Where, what's your kid doing? Is your kid stressed out? Do you, is there some way you need to intervene? So the use of the technology is interesting. That doesn't make the episode an effective episode that has anything deeper to say than this is not good. I mean, we're, we're talking about how Metalhead had nothing to say. This one, of all the episodes, is the one that I think is the most black and white with its message. I did not like it because I felt it was preachy. I didn't like it because I just felt it was just kind of a very easy and on-the-nose kind of point to make. It didn't doesn't make you work hard. It doesn't make you try to, to get... Because, of course, every parent would say, if my child is lost, I wish I had a tracking device to know where they were. Of course. But then beyond that, what's next? And I just, you know, for me, I just thought it was kind of the path of least resistance where normally Black Mirror doesn't take that path. So I don't hate it. Like, I hated Crocodile. I thought Archangel was fine. I just didn't think it was anything more than that. I am with you, Chad. I think it was that one of the simplest episodes that they've had uh, in their entire run in terms of being so obvious. This was a very obvious idea, easy idea. Like like you said, Chad, every, every parent... You know, I'm not a parent, but I'm sure every parent has had that thought of I wish I could see what you know my kids were doing at all times, you know, or whatever. And so I think uh, I think it was just a very simple episode, but fine overall. I, I mostly enjoyed it, I think, but it was kind of on the lower tier for me as well. It's yeah, an I, obvious idea. It's an obvious premise, but taking it to the psychological development of your child and then having it turn on you like it did but then also in the middle of the episode it's used for a different tangential good of saving the grandfather's life and i don't know the way all that stuff was woven together was for me probably the high point of this season which again i did not think was a good season for black mirror but i thought out of it 
this might have been the best episode. You think Archangel was the best episode? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think my favorite theme here was when we protect our children, what do they miss? You know what I mean? Like, what's there, there's an important piece in fear. There's an important piece in understanding how pain works and those things. And when you're not aware of them, you can really mess up your development. You can really... So the, the, the ability to allow your child or anyone to experience pain is an important key piece of their development and not introducing that can cause, you know, irreparable and my point damage. is that that thought is not controversial or unknown. I mean, that's my whole point. We knew that before. I didn't have to watch Archangel Archangel to know that. Right. So, well, that's what well, sci-fi does. It, I'm sorry, but I mean, yes, totally. You, but you also didn't have to watch the entire history of you to know that dwelling on bad memories is a bad thing to do. Yeah. But it Except was still a very good I'm, episode. I, right. I just, but, I and just, the technology is explored differently. And, and the themes of that episode are layered. That What is the layer to this? There's And this is not worth it. It's fine. This episode's fine. I don't I care. I'm just, glad you guys I, liked it. I was, just giving, I was just giving my opinion. I wasn't arguing with you, Chad. I was just saying what I enjoyed about it. That's all. I wasn't saying that you have to agree with me on it. I was just saying that was my favorite moment. Uh, that's why I enjoyed Archangel. And that's why I'd say it's my number four. You know, the, it, again, there's only six episodes. So that's not putting it super high on the list. It's not even in the top half. I'm just saying I thought it was actually fairly well done. Uh, not one of the two stinkers uh, for me, which would be Metalhead and Crocodile. I did not enjoy those two. Archangel for me definitely rises above uh, that, that that line. Okay, so... Um, I'm What's, arguing because I don't feel alive unless we're fighting. <laughs> well, I, no, I understand. I'm just saying I, I get why you're saying that, Chad. It is quote-unquote, low-hanging fruit to attach onto and say, okay, we want to make them. But at the same time, I think it makes a really interesting, good point and does so in an interesting way that we've not seen before. I just, I like the idea of censoring your ocular, you know, receptor. I just, I like that. I think that's a neat, a neat moment. Uh, and, and I wish they would have explored it maybe a little bit differently, but I still think it was a pretty great episode. So, and, the, and I thought they expl- explored that better. And I forget which episode it is. I think it might be white rabbit where, um, yes, somebody's blocked, uh, that you, you can, yes. you can block. And so I, I thought that was kind of used a little bit more interestingly there, but again, I, I'm not hating on this episode. I, I didn't hate this episode. It was just kind of lo- lower tier for me. Okay, so uh, we've talked about everything except what I think are the two best episodes of the season, and you guys kind of yes. obviously will get to go in there. So I, 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 I think I, my opinion is just a little bit tainted because I enjoy Star Trek a lot. So for me, my number one is USS Callister. I think that is so great, but I think the consensus is that Hang the DJ is the best episode of uh, the season. But I'm wondering what you guys thought of, of those two and, and where you kind of rank them. Maybe which one, which one do we want to talk about first? Why don't you tell us, Daniel? What do you think we should talk about first? Well, Hang the DJ is one of my favorite episodes uh, of all of Black Mirror. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I absolutely love that. The ending. It, it I, I feel like it maybe didn't quite stick the ending as much as I yeah, really no wanted kidding. to. 
But the rest of the episode was just so good that I, I, I it blew me away. I mean, it, the, the it's first, first and foremost, it's just not as much of a bummer as the rest of the <laughs> series. I mean, it's just kind of an, an up episode, which, which uh, is and funny and, and yeah, and and charming. And these these the, the two leads have amazing chemistry, and it's romantic and sweet. And uh, I just really loved everything about it. It was a great romantic comedy drama kind of kind of thing and so i just really really loved that episode so much i thought it was really really great all right so but josh obviously disagrees so what 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 are you saying you're well, I'm hearing after, your moans after this and san junipero from season three i think i can safely say that black mirror is going soft <laughs> see this is so funny because i th- th- i think those two are san Jun- what how do you pronounce it san junipero i think is yeah is far and away considered the best episode of black mirror of course it is of course it is because it it has so many things going for it i I don't want to um i don't want to belabor the political correctness point too much but it's got that going for it um but so let me back up i like san junipero i liked it the first time i saw it and i thought it was a good episode but on this is this is this is from season three yeah this is this is back from season three on on a on a second viewing i was a little less impressed um but back to hang the dj um all the things you said about it were true the problem for me with it was that i feel like you wreck the entire arc of an episode when you do the dallas twist at the end and are like oh it's only a dream in this case it's only a simulation and that kind of it, it ruins the whole setup of the episode and so that that bummed me out other than that it was a a funny charming episode that was out of step with the rest of black mirror's thematic feel which is a bit weird to me but it's it was still a solid writing it's it's just i I don't disagree with you i think as soon as it ended i said the exact same thing that it it kind of it did take away the punch of the rest of the episode because oh it's none of it was real which was a huge bummer to me but the the rest of the episode was just so good that i i didn't really care at that point it's still an absolutely amazing episode so i I don't disagree about the ending at all now the one thing the ending did do is get a smith song stuck in my head for like three days so there's that (laughs) right but again i think going back to what the central theme seems to be of of the entire season of when do these things that aren't real become real so if you want to take it a step further even though it's not technically real in our real world it's real to them and so the stakes are what they are the ending is not great but it's also i i don't think it's the worst the worst thing ever i liked it i think san junipero is better than this episode but i really like this episode a lot i think it's good yeah i i I think it was great i i actually enjoy twist endings and you know i was trying to figure it out the entire time and i didn't quite see this coming it wasn't like you said they didn't nail the ending here but i still feel like it's neat to know that this was just a simulation. This is just an algorithm that this was happening millions of times. And, you know, all, all it did was just tell these two people random in a bar and they may never get together uh, that they, you know, after running all these simulations, you know, of their different personality types and uh, against other people that these two are probably going to be a good match. I think that was just 
kind of cool. Uh, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's something that you have in your pocket right now with, you know, match.com or any of those other things. And you think to yourself, okay, this, this bit of code, what if, you know, in 20 years, it's even more substantial. And those, those algorithms really are sentient on some level. Uh, how, you know, interesting that is, is. I just like yeah. that yeah, idea. I, don't, it's just, I, I think it's awesome. We, we watched I love an algorithm. It. That's all we watched was an algorithm. Yeah. And, right. and I, like, I like it. And uh, it's fine. And it's fine. It's okay. But it's it, fine. Again, and it, he, here's it, the thing. I know because humanity is how humanity is. If these, if this situation were real, how many people would opt in tomorrow? Right. A lot. Yeah. A yeah, lot. Totally. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, yeah, it's not that far-fetched. Point? What now? What do you mean? What do you mean? What is my point? No, oh, I mean, what did, what did this, what did this episode say? What's it saying? I enjoy, I enjoy the fact <laughs> that of all the, oh, really? You know what this episode <laughs> says, Josh? This episode says that a thousand simulations are enough to determine an outcome. No, that sample size is way too small. Way no, too was, small. Anyway, it a thousand. Uh, a thousand. I yeah. Anyway, I don't, I don't billions. know how I became on the negative side of this episode because it's one of my favorites of the entire show. So yeah, th- 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 I absolutely love every second of this episode. Uh, so yeah, it's a it's a really really. You great saw the episode. first two seasons, right, Daniel? Oh yeah, and this is this okay. is up there with the history three, of you, three. up there with uh, the one with Donald Gleason. I forget what it was called, the best of you or something like that. Yeah. So this is one of this is one of the best episodes. There is. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to. We're going to move on because we're already going pretty late. But I'm going to just go ahead and say what my favorite episode was this season, and that it was USS Callister. I thought this. This. I enjoyed every moment of this episode. I thought it was is the. I think is the best looking episode. It is wonderfully high concept, crazy. There's a, you know, all kinds of just amazing moments. I felt like and. Uh, Boy, they really started off with a bang, and the rest of the season I felt like didn't ever come close to living up to to this. So, what did you guys think of USS Callister? I wanted to like this episode. I did. I, yeah, I'm with you. I like Star Trek, and this episode has some great people in it, and the performances. The performances were great um, from just about everyone in the episode. The problem I had with it was that. The suspension of disbelief required to buy into this episode, the bar was too high for me. Mm. Like, I, I get that Black Mirror is about technology that doesn't quite exist, but this is technology that is beyond the realm of possibility. The The whole premise of how people get into the game is just completely ridiculous. And so I just, I can't go there. Got it. And, and then even once you're, uh, once you're there the the main guy on the bridge the uh guy who's a ceo in real life tommy or sorry walton his son tommy is brought in and walton knows he's not real because everyone knows they're fake in this universe but he he still feels like the boy is real and so all this has a outsized impact for him and i the whole the whole thing thematically was a mess and so I was I was bummed out because I like the Star Trek theme and I like the company theme. I like the video game universe theme that they were going for, but right. they they couldn't pull it off. DNA does not contain your personality and that and your memories from the outside. I mean, what was that? <laughs> okay. Well I I didn't have a problem with that piece of it at all. That didn't bother I mean, obviously you've got to suspend your disbelief. I think it was 
there's a lot of silly moments in this crazy moments you know the the crew being turned into various aliens and different things and being cast aside and replaced and moved and i you know i i I get being kept in fear and in captivity and feeling like you have no control and that's what this and there are no pleasures of the flesh that's what I'm saying like exactly yeah but I mean that's what I'm saying like that's what this episode is about being caught in like a a dead-end job where you feel like you can go nowhere and you've got a boss who tells you exactly what you can do and you literally have no other options and if you do something wrong you're screwed you've you've ruined the rest of your life and I just I I kind of I dug all of that I I think it was a really neat kind of yeah where it went anyway so uh, that's what this episode is about yeah well so there we go um so uh Chad, how about you? What did you think of USS Callister? I think I'm probably between you two guys. I, I wanted to like it as well, and I did like the production of it. I just don't really know. I mean, it may be an unpopular opinion here, but I had a hard time with how the script tried to make me buy into the idea that these simulations or whatever they were had their own their own life, I guess. You know, they tried to make you think that he was a bad guy by he's the creeper and he's looking at you and he's doing all these things which I didn't really buy I thought that was a stretch in the real world uh, and so I guess the disconnect for me was while yes it was terrible what he was doing to in the game quote unquote also kind of like Josh had a hard time making that leap to the fact that they were real in the first place and how much of this was just this guy playing a game you know, and being cruel in the game to things that aren't really real. And so I think emotionally it was hard for me to connect to that and feel as bad as this wanted me to. And then to, uh, number one, he has the worst security in the history of mankind for that lady to be able to just kind of walk in there and, and plant the stuff at the end. That was stupid. But beyond that, I am I, I think he dies at the end or something i'm not sure yeah the end is trapped in there so i'm not sure what's going on and was it really worth that so i don't know i i I don't know i I have mixed feelings just because of the i like the initial premise but the deeper meaning and what i'm supposed to take away from it i i struggled with a little daniel do we hear from you on this i don't think we have yet do you want is there anything you want to add uh not much uh this was my second favorite episode of the season uh i enjoyed it quite a bit uh i don't disagree with with any of the complaints from chad or josh really um it was what i loved about it was the atmosphere and kind of the it it felt very different for a black mirror episode in that just the design of it and kind of th- taking the whole Star Trek vibe was was really uh, a great spin on things. And you can tell that this episode had kind of a bigger budget. That, you know, it was going to be kind of the hook episode and uh, has a great cast, such a great cast. I, I liked it for the most part. I, I, like I said, the ending was weird and it was a, a bit hard to care about about video game characters because that's ultimately what they are so i don't know overall though i i i enjoyed it yeah i i thought this was excellent uh i loved everything about it i bought in fully and so much so that i knew that the rest of this i didn't feel like the rest of the season was going to be able to live up to this obviously it's different than any other black mirror and if we're saying like if, if somebody wanted to know what a Black Mirror episode was like, I would not point them at this episode because it is very different than anything else. But I think the style, the storytelling, the way in which they were trying to come across with various themes really 
I enjoyed every bit of, and and I thought they did that with a with a, a level of production that is very rarely seen uh, on Netflix or anywhere else. So for me, it was it was a, I, I really liked this episode quite a bit, and I'm gonna revisit it again now that we've been talking about it because I want to see it again. So there are all of the episodes we talked about all of them. Is there anything else you guys wanted to chat about before we kind of wrapped up? Anything else that we missed? Maybe it may sound like we're really negative, and in some cases we are. But and some I of still us think are. It's, yeah, I still think it's a worthwhile endeavor to watch watch the season. Yeah. yeah, except for Crocodile. Well, like I said, I think there are four. I think there are three really great episodes. One pretty good episode, and two stinkers. That's the way I feel about this at this this season. And I would say to people, if you're gonna, you can skip Metalhead. If you really want to, you, I mean, you can skip Crocodile, and then the other four, you're 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 gonna have a good time with and or at least not a good time with you're gonna have a black mirror time with all right guys well that is it for this episode thanks so much for joining us definitely follow us on our twitter and facebook profiles we'd love to interact with you guys there next time we get together we're gonna be talking about black panther we'll see you guys in a few days and that's a wrap You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.